the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Firing Line with Philip Naiman. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range, CCW Safe, Moppin Financial Advisors, Cutting Edge Bullets, Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, and Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. And now your host, Philip Naiman. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. Hey folks, Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show, and unfortunately I'm coming to you this week once again on the heels of another uh, mass shooting. And these tragedies are happening too often. These tragedies are being blamed on the wrong causes. And frankly, it's about time we put an end to this stuff. And so we want to talk about this real quick here. Number one, there is never a reason. There is no reason for what has happened. And one of the things that I find out is is that the media continues to push the shooter's name, uh, putting it out there. So-and-so did this and so-and-so did that. You know what? These guys are Cretan little maggot cowards. Their name should never be mentioned more than just call him a maggot coward. And if there's more than one, it's maggot coward one, maggot coward two. Who cares? Deny them. Deny them fame. You'll never hear those maggots' names mentioned on my show. Madmen are unstoppable. Now, I understand the FBI was informed that this guy had made a threat, but there's nothing they can do on that. We continually let felons and cretins and maggots out of jail to roam the streets, and then we're worried about what happens when they, when they decide to take action. Another thing to realize is that the first action is always unstoppable. We live in a free society. We are not in a gulag. We're not Nazi Germany. We're not North Korea, Venezuela, any of the other socialist communist countries. This is America. We have a vast amount of freedom, and that only works when everybody chooses to obey the laws. We choose to live the laws. I drove in here today. I chose not to run into other cars, right? You make a choice every day that says that you're going to live in this society and we're free enough to make those decisions. And there's 320 million of us out here. Not everybody is doing the heinous acts of this Cretan, apologize to the people born on the island of Crete, this maggots, uh, what he has done there in Florida. So... We are a nation of good people, and frankly, when it comes to murder, violence, of any sort, it's the human heart. It's the human condition that has caused this. Uh, Mankind is not born good, all right? It is not in our hearts. We have to strive to be good. There are morals. There are things out there that you cannot cross, and this, the maggot in Florida did that. But murder is a hard issue. Now, You want to think about this, folks. We pulled God out of the U.S. schools in the early, mid-1960s. Madeleine O'Hare, I think, was the lady, did that in 64. 
right? We made a case for pulling God out of the schools. Prayer, character building, all those things, we pulled those out. Well, what do we have now? Well, the chickens have come home to roost 50 years later. We have school shootings. We have people who have no purpose in life other than to cause other people pain. You know, think about that. We pulled God out, and now they're praying to whom? For for safety and security. It's it's terrible. You look at what happened on 9-11. Might sound like I'm bouncing around a bit, but here's a good point, is that on 9-11, we were caught unawares with our major jetliners hijacked, thousands of people's dead, billions of dollars of damage done, thousands of people dead. We took corrective action. Yes, we all have to take our shoes off the airport, but more than that, what they sought was a solution, was they put armed air marshals on random planes. What they sought to do to cure that was the same thing as a CCW carrier. You have an armed person, random, you don't know who they are, they're not walking around with an exterior holster and the Glock uh, 19 on the outside. It's, it's disguised. You don't know who it is. We should afford those capabilities to the teachers um, at any school. They should have the ability to be to be uh, armed and or have a random person there who's armed. California, we just did the most insane thing. We just made it illegal for any concealed weapons carrier. Concealed weapon carrier has a lower crime rate than sworn police officers. They have less incidents of violent crime than sworn police officers, okay? They go through a very rigorous background check, and if you don't think you can pass it, you don't even apply. So it's it's the people who believe they're good and want to do good things who apply for those. Why don't we have those people in here instead of California making it illegal to defend your children? Illegal to defend your children. CNN should ask one of the teachers involved there in Florida this question. While you were hiding from the gunman, hearing the shots go off, hearing the children cry, hearing the screams, were you glad your school was a gun-free zone? And were you glad that you personally chose not to carry a firearm? That is where we're at. The good people, good people with firearms stop bad people with firearms. There's only two ways a mass shooting ends. The person runs out of bullets or the bad guy catches a bullet. That's it. There's only two ways that they end. And if we don't have good people good people with firearms, defending our loved ones, defending our children. We're wide open. We're wide open for the tragedies that we continue to see. And I think California, okay, Jerry Brown, the brain trust that is Sacramento, have actually signed a law reducing mandatory sentencing for using a gun in commission of a crime. Absolute opposite of what needs to happen. We need to increase penalties for the misuse of firearms, not increase penalties for ownership of firearms. That's the cure for firearm violence. I mean, the same people who are out here screaming for gun control were not out here screaming for border control when Kate Stiley was shot in the middle of her back by an illegal alien deported six times. If if gun control works, why doesn't border control work? I mean, it's it's ridiculous that what they're going to do on this. And we're going to continue to hear more heat about how the NRA did this, and it's not. This is the act of one maggot from Florida who should be 
drug behind a tractor for about 15 miles um, on a gravel road, uphill, by whatever appendage you can get a rope on. Um, that, seriously, we're, we're done with this. We need to get rid of these people. They should not be around, and they should not be around to, to harm others. So, speaking of which, let's talk about a couple of different things here. Number one... Um, we're going to do a special event on March 9th out at the Prado Olympic Shooting Park. We're supporting uh, Kurt Hagman. Kurt Hagman is a county supervisor for San Bernardino County. We're going to do a shootout there. Check it out, folks. I'm going to actually have a team out there. I've decided I'm going to go in as a civil, silver level supporter. So I'll have a team out there. Uh, if you would like to shoot on my team, PM me on our Facebook page. Uh, I will I will take my team from listeners who have gotten a hold of me and want to be on the team, okay? Well, this is a fundraiser support, so I want to make sure that everybody realizes it's a fundraiser supporting thing. We want to make sure that we uh, support the correct people. So PM me on my Facebook page. I will post it there. If you want to go to the shoot on March 9th, hopefully you're a good shooter because I haven't shot my shotgun in about a year and a half, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> also, also, those of you who um, have been involved in our spring Pork Chop Express, the uh, pig hunt that we do. We do have two hunts available this year. We are not going back to Ness and Schmidt's up in King City. Uh, did not like the experience of, of the way they ran things last year. We've changed places. We have two new ranches we're trying out, one at the end of April, one in the middle of June. So PM me on that if you'd like more information on that. Uh, taking smaller groups, just making two trips and checking out some new ranches. So find out more about that. And then always... Uh, the rest of the show, I'm going to actually have some podcasts up that we did at the SHOT Show. Uh, this weekend, I'm at RX18 at the Bass Pro Shops here in Rancho Cucamonga. This is the uh, the long-range seminar we've been talking about for so long. I hope to see you guys there, but we'll be teaching Saturday and Sunday, and then on, on March we have our range day up in Avenal. So that's where we're at and why we have our podcast up for this week from the SHOT Show, but we have KRG. KRG Tactical Stocks, is, we're going to be talking about them. And then we have Seth Huber, who has the Huber Trigger, or Seth Caps with Huber Trigger and Accuracy Extends. And every week, as you all know, our conversation revolves around firearms, hunting, gun rights afforded to all Americans under the Second Amendment of the Constitution. And our faithful companion in that battle has been Vince Torres of Bullseye Sports, Guns and Ammo in Riverside. And if you're not armed for protection or recreation, then Bullseye Sports and Riverside's where you need to go. For small arms, rifles, shotguns, ammos, accessories, and much more. And after you purchase that firearm, Vince and I highly recommend you attend a certified firearm safety and training course. One that will teach you the basic knowledge, skills, and attitudes essential to the safe and efficient use of your firearm. For more information about their certified firearm courses, call Bullseye Sport in Riverside at 951-823-0211 or visit their website, bullseyesport.com, for a schedule of classes. Because of Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo, they believe in safety first, 951-823-0211 or tap the AM590 app, Philip Naiman, FiringLineRadio.com. A message from Vince, the owner of Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo in Riverside. If you're a first-time gun owner or thinking about purchasing your first firearm, whether for hunting, home defense, or recreational shooting, it is important to take the next step and become a responsible gun owner. We highly recommend that you attend a certified firearm safety and training class, one that will teach you the basic knowledge, skills, and attitude essentials to the safe and efficient use of your firearm. As a law-abiding citizen, you have the right to self-defense, and with that right comes an obligation to educate yourself 
on the laws and safety procedures needed to use a firearm properly. For information about certified firearm training classes, call Bullseye Sport in Riverside at 951-823-0211 or check out their schedule of classes at bullseyesport.com. Because of Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo, we believe in safety first. 951-823-0211. Pull! Whether you're a gold medalist or new to the sport of shooting, you'll love Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, where Olympians shoot. Prado's shotgun facility is world-class, offering trap, skeet, and five-stand. And the pistol and rifle ranges are safe and enjoyable shooting environments with professionals there to answer all your questions. Are you an experienced pistol shooter with an itch to take your skills to the next level? Discover the sport of practical shooting at one of the monthly events. Prado hosts ISPC shooting events open to the public every first and third Sunday with Prado Running Gun Club, blending accuracy, power, and speed with challenging multiple moving targets, penalty targets, and obstacles. Prado Olympic Shooting Park is a great place to teach your whole family about the safe and effective use of firearms. Bring the whole family for an exciting day at the shooting range. Call Prado Olympic Shooting Park at 909-597-4518. Online at shootprado.com. 909-597-4518. AM590. The answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside and Cutting Edge Bullets. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. Hey, folks, Philip Neyman, Firing Line Radio Show, welcoming you back here to the Shot Show at the Stands Convention Center in Las Vegas. Joining me now, I have John Lucas. John Lucas is one of the founders of KRG, Kinetic Research Group. You know them as the most awesome synthetic stocks you see on a lot of the PRS platform rifles. Uh, and a new, a new hunting chassis that you just came out with, the Bravo. And I want to talk to him about how they got into this. Because it's the stories that I'm finding from all these guys, these great entrepreneurs and, and vendors out here at the SHOT Show, is they all started with something that they didn't have, but they wanted. And then they set about making it. So, John, let me just tee you up with that and tell us the KRG story. Well, well, thanks, Phil. Thanks for having me. Um, we uh, so Justin and I and, and uh, Vince, uh, we all we all met in the army, and uh, you know, uh, like you said before, we were uh, we were tinkers and, and uh, you know like to like to build things, and, and uh, you know, it was before the um, you know there's a lot of long range shooters, obviously, but you know, it was before the kind of explosion we're seeing yeah, now. Smaller crowds, right? Yeah, it was, you know, pre PRS and all that stuff, and. and uh, so, um, yeah, we, uh, you know, just a couple of the guys left the Army and, and uh, went into the firearms uh, business or firearms industry and, and uh, um, kind of, you know, learned, learned some of the trade there. And then uh, just kind of as, as things evolved, we, we started to see, hey, you know, here's, here's a couple uh, parts and pieces we, we want to see and nobody's making them. So you know, we started to develop that. One thing led to another and, uh, yeah, we ended up with the chassis. See, I've always had a big wish list of what I want right. to make, but I don't have the skills to make it happen. Right. <laughs> so obviously, you guys are a little bit on the engineering side. A little bit, yeah. We, um, I, I'm uh, concept-wise, I have a. Uh, um, I'm not an engineer, but uh, you know, I'm pretty mechanical. But uh, yeah, Justin, our CEO, is the uh, he's the brains behind the outfit. You know, we'll, we'll do a lot of concept. You know, take long drives in the car or whatever. You know, and. and uh, going to a match or, you know, there's been lots of, uh, four hour discussions about projects and, and that's just, that, you know, is the So you started from the competition side? 
No, just I would say uh, enthusiasts. I mean, we were uh, we shot competitions, but uh, we weren't you know hardcore competitors just because of our schedules with the, with the right. military. It's so. a commitment, yeah. right? Yeah. So and, and um, but you know we did that on uh, you know got a taste of the civilian side. You know, just from being enthusiasts and shooting you know competitions a little bit, and also you know what we did in the military, and, and uh, so it was good. It was a good um, good mix of. Uh, uh, you know, different uh, angles that we could look at and kind of influences we could draw from. So I remember the synthetic stocks first came out, I'm going to say early 90s is when I first ran into them. And I thought they were going to be so great. Everybody said, oh, these are awesome, and your gun won't warp and when you go to Alaska with the rain, if there's a cloud on the horizon, you'll still shoot straight. They were junk. They were Tupperware. Right. I mean, you could grab the pistol and the forehand and twist the rifle. Flex it. And watch it flex. And, and you still see these, sorry Remington, but I still see these produced on the SPS rifles. And they're they're junk. So what have you done? I mean, the polymer's a great idea, but what have you done to alleviate that? Because a rifle, if you don't have a solid action, solid bedding in your action, your consistency's out the window. Right. Yeah, so we, you know, um, definitely not the first chassis makers or anything like that. Um, but uh, um, we, uh, so we saw, again, you know, holes where we, you know, in the market that uh, um, it really started out us making what we wanted to shoot kind of a thing. And then we kind of found that there was a market for it. And uh, so, I mean, to, uh, you know, we started off with the, with the Whiskey 3, which is uh, now in our lineup. It's, it's our flagship chassis um and uh we we kind of uh there's a lot of a uh, lot of lineage from the uh, Sako trg series rifles we're huge fans of those we, we really love the ergonomics of the, of the uh, stock and um it's um so if you uh if you look at our, our our chassis broken down you know we have a the backbone we call it which you know some people might call it a bedding block um which is you know it's accurate you know, term for it but uh you know it's a full length you know runs the length of the receiver and under the under the barrel and then we have a uh, essentially a back end you know a stock with you know your adjustable length of pull butt pad and cheek piece and then we have a, a forend you know and in the in in, in the forend and the, the trigger guard and the uh the backbone you know you have your magwell it's all built in and um and that that goes for all of our all of our chassis and uh so uh you so know whiskey's actually got a pistol grip Yes, it's not an AR grip, and that, that's one of our our big things. Is you know you see a lot of the a lot of the chassis on the market that are you know they have a they have an R grip you know stuck in there. You know some guys like that, and that you know that's great. It just we never we're never comfortable with that, and um, so we you know we designed our own. Um, it's a palm swell, you know, nice palm swell. You know we we all have big hands, so we came out with the our what is now our large grip first, and then. A lot of people are like, man, we need a smaller grip, smaller grip. So now we have two grip sizes, and uh, but that, that's been going on for a while. But um, yeah, so uh, what you know, one of the big things was was ergonomics for us. Uh, you know, just being able to adjust the the, the chassis, you know, and fit you, um, and not the other way around. You know, you don't want to you don't want to compromise your position to fit the rifle that's you know doesn't really fit you. you. Know, and, and it seems like every show where I'm talking about long range, we come back to the fit of the rifle. Right. Excuse me. <laughs> I gotta quit smoking. <laughs> Start so I can quit. Right. Excuse me about that, folks. So it comes down to the fit on the rifle. 
because if your rifle fits you well, and you know, if you look at these guys on some of the videos that are shooting really well, Phil Vallejo is a friend of ours. Um, he he see, shoots one of ours, by the way. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah. you'll, you'll see, I mean, he's got his face down on that gun. There's pressure on that cheekbone, and he's got the same spot every time. Gun goes off, his face doesn't move. Right. And that's the fit on the rifle. And with the full ergonomics and the adjustability of the KRG, that's yeah, it, it, it's it's you know it's that it's that consistency, repeatability, um, you know, shot to shot, um, and that you know that obviously goes for you know the fitment of the action, uh, it, it, you know, into the chassis. But it also is, in my view, it's the it's the dude pulling the trigger, you know, and, and uh, you got to do your trigger. Right? Right. You have to have your practice. And, and again, this is the other part we always bring up on long range shooting is. The most important detail you can have on your equipment is to tighten up the nut at the end of the stock. <laughs> yeah. my, my listeners, they've heard all my jokes. You know? yeah. I'm glad you laughed. They're, they're like, uh. <laughs> so tell me about the Bravo chassis, the new one. So the uh, the Bravo is our, our new, uh, we actually released it at the end of last year, and uh, it's our um, new um, entry-level uh, offering. And it's, uh, it's the same kind of, uh, you know, like I described before, the backbone, the uh, back end, and the fore end, as our others. Um, but the it's, bedding black is aluminum. The bedding black, yeah, yeah, it's aluminum. And uh, but um, you know the, the the back end is more of a traditional style, like an A series uh, stock um, back end. So you know you kind of have to you can have the neutral thumb position, and uh, you know it's you know we think we, we tried to um, we tried to design it where you know we have the palm swell. So if you're familiar with our, you know, our X-ray chassis, which is our midline chassis, and then you know our our, our, uh, our whiskey three, it should still feel familiar to you. Right. Um, that you know it has adjustable length of pull on the fly, and uh, I'm sorry, adjustable uh, cheek piece height on the fly, um, toolless adjustment for that, and then uh, a butt pad spacer system um, for for length of pull, and um, you know so it's like the X-ray in that regard. Uh, the ergos are, are a little bit different. And um, but you can actually uh, you can change out the back ends. We don't we don't offer that on the site, but all the for the uh, for the Bravo, the X-ray, and the Whiskey Three, the back ends and fore ends are all interchangeable. Oh, really? So and um, you can do a Frankenstein stock. You can do a Frankenstein stock. So we uh, we have some stuff uh, in the works um, on our site ordering uh, that, that you know we keep getting requests for different uh, um, configurations, like for animals. What's that? It's like the Garanimals. Right, yeah, yeah. So we, you know, we're, we're trying to facilitate that. Um, I can't say when that's going to be, but uh, um, right, that we're, we're working on We're working on something. So you're talking entry-level stock, and, and here's what's important about this, is that Bravo actually comes in retail at a pretty pretty reasonable price, right? We feel so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, but you've got, you've got the aluminum bedding block, you've got uh, adjustable cheek piece, adjustable buttstock and, and solid form and a nice pistol grip it's put together for about three it's uh 349 for the base base uh remington 700 short action model do they come in long action or just short action we uh we also have a, a long action remington and then a, a short action tika inlet as well and then uh one of our big things for this year is we uh we have a hoa version coming out uh, for the hoa 1500 which i know will make a lot of people happy uh, yeah you're actually putting that Combining with Howa to uh, to produce a specific rifle for them. Yes, we are. That's uh, one of our uh, one of our big OEM deals this year. Uh, they're they're coming out with a, a Hoa a Hoa Bravo, um, 
and uh, we're pretty excited about that. I saw, I saw that rifle right over here. That's right. That's awesome. Folks, this is John Lucas with KRG Ops, krg-ops.com. Check them out. They've got a great series. The uh, Bravo chassis, I think, is a great one to start with. Thank you for your time. Thank you for making a great product. Can I add one last thing? I, I, I forgot to add that uh, our uh, all our chassis don't need, uh, they take AICS style mags. Yes. That, that's a big no one. Price. We get this question a lot. Uh, a lot of people think, uh, you know, they have to take the, uh, you know, their their bottom metal or get a new bottom metal, put it in there. And it's all it's all attached. Yep. You get the, you know, the Bravo. That saves you two hundred fifty dollars. Yeah. So awesome. Thank you, John. Hey, no problem. Appreciate it. Are you an expert marksman looking for a clean, safe place to shoot? Or maybe you've never shot a gun but want to learn? Well, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range is the best place to work on your shooting skills, no matter what your experience level is. With 21,000 square feet of indoor range space, 35 shooting lanes, and an electronic target retrieval system, it means no line breaks and more trigger time. The friendly people at Riverside Indoor Shooting Range can answer all your questions about firearms training, self-defense training, firearm rentals, gunsmithing, archery, and and more. And for the ladies, the Riverside chapter of The Well-Armed Woman meets there the second Tuesday of each month for women of all experience levels. Looking for a great holiday gift for the shooting enthusiast in your life? During the month of December, get 10% off a full year's membership or 10% off any gift certificate of $40 or more. Riverside Indoor Shooting Range. For directions and info, log on to RiversideIndoorShootingRange.com. That's RiversideIndoorShootingRange.com. AM590. The answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range and CCW Safe. Spartans, lay down your weapons. Persians, come and get them. Hey, folks, Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show, once again, coming to you from the Sands Convention Center at the SHOT Show. We've been kind of busy this week, i got to tell you that. Uh, I am bringing to you now a man of many talents, a guy who wears many hats. I actually ran into him for the first time last September at the RX-17 seminar, which we did at Rancho Cucamonga with Rex Reviews. Uh, matter of fact, we're doing that again February 17th and 18th at Rancho Cucamonga, and you're going to be there also. Right. We'll be there uh, February 17th and 18th, Rancho Cucamonga is for the seminar, and then a little bit later in the year, uh, right around, I think, St. Patrick's Day, we'll have the first California-sanctioned live fire at the Avenal Shooting Range there. uh, And the gentleman you just heard is Seth Capps. Seth Capps is a man of many talents and wears many hats. One of the things he did uh, when I first met him, and he's still doing is you're representing right. a company called Huber Triggers. Right, right. Do I do uh, a lot of the PR work for uh, Huber Concepts, which uh, John Huber is the uh, owner-CEO of that company and his partner, Diz. Um, what they did was they came out many, many years ago. They started out with uh, Millsurf Triggers, making uh, some of the Millsurf rifles shoot better, uh, trying to get those, you know, 25-pound trigger systems down to something reasonable for us that like to shoot out there a long way or, or just not have to, you know, go to the weight room to be able to pull a trigger. And uh, they did a really good job with it, and then they kind of started moving into more of the modern sniper rifle systems uh, since those were the rifles he kind of looked at originally were the Millsurf sniper rifles. He leaned in and focused on the Remington 700 package and came out with what he calls the stage break Remington 700 trigger, which is available in in regular Remington 700s and also in any aftermarket action like that right now. Uh, this year, they're currently... Any 700 platform. Right. In any 700 footprint, footprint platform, so your Surgeons, your Impact Precision Rifles, your uh, your Defiance, anything along those lines that... Anything that takes a Remington 700 trigger will take a Huber Concepts two-stage trigger or a single-stage trigger. 
and what, what I liked about this is, you know, I've, I've not shot many two-stage triggers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've got the Accu trigger, which comes like that. But right. most of my rifles have been you know, like the Model 70s and, mm-hmm. and hand-adjusted. But this was nice. I mean, I like the feel of the trigger. Quite often I'll, on a production gun, I'll put a trigger shoe on it. I like a big, fat right. piece of metal on there. Um, I like skinny women's fat triggers. It's a thing with me. <laughs> yes, that's sexist. Deal with it. So, the, uh, but it, yours is a little bit wider than the most production, and it's nice and smooth. It's a very nice feel. Right. The, all the triggers actually come hand-polished. So, they, they hand-polish it down and, and try to give you the best sensation in, the, in your trigger finger as you're moving into the firing process. And, and actual, John's triggers aren't. We don't even refer to them as a two-stage trigger. We actually call it a staged break trigger. All right. So what what you're getting with the trigger, it, it's not designed with uh, springs and levers like most of the other two-stage triggers are. It's actually designed with a rolling ball bearing system. And no, it's not a jewel. Okay, it's very very different than that. Um, but that's where that smoothness comes from, and the trigger system, and the repeatability comes from where they set the break. So what's cool about it that I like is that when you move into your your firing process and you start to engage the trigger, um, instead of having to, you know, touch it and then squeeze, 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 boom, and it surprise you. You have 100% control over the trigger from the very beginning. You move through the first portion of the of the stage that gets you to the break, and, and it's very distinct every single time. It's very smooth through that first stage. You get to the wall. You know you're there. There's no question about where you are in the firing process, and that actually gives you the ability to increase your shot timing because now you get more time on target. You're already in control of the trigger system, so you that's one of your key fundamentals when you're in your marksmanship is your trigger control. Well, you've got 100% control over the trigger because you're halfway through your, your firing process before you're even making the decision that, yes, I want to take that shot, or no, I need to back off and wait for a better opportunity. So you move through the first stage of the firing process, you get to the wall before it breaks, you decide, yes, I want to take that shot, and then you break the trigger over. All you're doing at that point is breaking it. And, and you have 100% control the entire time. So one of the analogies I like to use, especially in, the, in our environment and in our industry, because we all watch football, right? So if you watch a quarterback. I, I used to. Used to, yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit, huh? So a quarterback takes the snap. You drop into the pocket, okay? You throw the ball from the hip, right? No, you don't. You, you They cock back to the ear, right? And then he chooses his target and releases from that point, right? You don't start your, your throwing process from the hip where you took the snap and then hope that you released at the right point at that receiver as they're running across the field. You drop back into the pocket and you cock back to the ear and you get set, you time when you want to release the ball, and then you just release from the from the ear, okay? Why would you do anything different in your shooting process? All you're doing is throwing a football faster, right? That projectile, oh, yeah. you're throwing a projectile downrange in a spiral motion at, at a, a lot quicker pace. But the concept is the same. You want to have total control over that point of release because that's what 
makes that bullet travel accurately is that point of release. It's not where you started the trigger squeeze, it's where you ended it. So let's, let's talk about that point of release because a lot of things happen. Mm-hmm. You talk about follow through, you talk about some of the foundations, and if you're trying to shoot precision shooting, whether it's right. at 100 yards or 1,000 or whatever, 5 million yards, you're trying to shoot the moon. 5,000 if you're Charlie Melton. Yeah. <laughs> Who's going to be on later? But uh, the deal is movement screws everything up. Oh, right? it does. And so, like you're saying, you made that decision, you make it shot. You guys also have teamed up with Bipod X, right? Accurate Solutions. With an extension for a bipod, correct, which adds stability to this platform because once you've made that decision to shoot, there's a microsecond of a spring, the hammer falling, and the pressure building, and the bullet coming out there. Where one small movement, one heartbeat, can send a bullet off center at, at extreme distances. Right, right. So we actually, when we over at Accuracy Solutions, one of the things we did is we <laughs> took Archimedes' principle of a, a fulcrum and a lever. All right. He was the owl in the uh, King Arthur cartoon, right? That's the exact okay, one. Yeah. Quoted verbatim, word, word for word from that movie. But um, <laughs> so we we took the principle of the lever and the fulcrum from Archimedes. And when you think of the rifle as a lever and your bipod or resting point, whatever you choose to rest on, as a fulcrum, and, and you start looking at what you get. Our, our standard, standard mounted bipod, when you attach a bipod to, you know, the, the fore end of your rifle stock, it creates almost a 50-50 style transfer of energy from one point of the lever to the other. So the principle basically states that any force applied to one end of the lever directly translates to the other end of the lever dependent on the placement of the fault. So, so let's, let's put this into math. Let's say a, ten, a sixteenth of an inch. Okay. Very small. My well, let's shoulder. say an eighth of an inch. So an eighth of an inch, typically, I've got the math for you. I, I, I'm ready for you, okay? <laughs> so an eighth of an inch is typically, uh, on an average person, that is about the movement that you get in the buttstock from your heartbeat, okay? Is an eighth of an inch. All right. So if you're not shooting between heartbeats or you don't know how to find your natural respiratory or, cause. Or, or you've seen the biggest elk of your life and you're not going to get exactly. between heartbeats. That, that may actually again. increase you to about an inch. I'm not real sure. I haven't <laughs> done the math to see that just yet, but that's probably because I haven't had the opportunity to shoot at the biggest elk of my life right. yet. So we'll look, we'll talk about that later. But uh, so an eighth of an inch is where you come in with that movement. Um, let's talk in thousands of yards. So at a thousand yards, a thousand yard shot, which is about the pinnacle for what people consider I'm a viable shooter because I can shoot at a thousand yards okay yeah so at a thousand yards one eighth of an inch of movement at the time of firing from the buttstock from the buttstock so with that buttstock in your shoulder an eighth of an inch of movement at the buttstock with a standard mounted bipod which typically ends up being about 29 inches from the toe of the rifle to the resting point all right that is going to actually move your point of impact 58 inches at the target that's only six feet yeah, it's well, it's two inches five shy of, yeah. of five feet. So if you're aiming center mass, uh, you know we'll, we'll talk about you know a silhouette, so a man-sized target. If you're aiming center mass, you're you're either three feet above the target or you're in the dirt. Okay, you're you're completely off target. Our our Tac Three, which is our our top of the line model, it gives you the most extension available. We'll move that resting point from 29 inches out to 52 inches from the toe of the rifle. Now, just doing that, what you're going to do is get a decrease in that biological input on the toe of the rifle by almost 70%. Now, 
downrange, what that does is at a thousand yards, instead of a 58 inch point of impact shift that almost guarantees a miss, you're moving the point of impact of the round only by 21 inches, which leaves you on target still at a thousand yards, just with a heartbeat. And that's that's if you make a mistake during the shot. Exactly. The other thing I like about this is, you know, obviously we like science, we like math, it's good stuff, but we're going to have to come back and pick this up in the next section here. So this is Philip Damon with Seth Caps from Accuracy Solutions. We'll be right back after this. If you carry a concealed weapon and own a concealed carry permit, you need protection beyond the weapon. My name is Larry Vickers, and I am a retired veteran of U.S. Special Operations, and I now teach law enforcement, civilians, and members of our military in advanced firearm training. I train people to use their firearms in almost any situation, but I can't prepare them for what happens if they are forced to use a gun to save their lives. That's why I use CCW Safe. They offer membership plans for concealed carry permit holders, and if members are involved in a use of force incident, CCW Safe provides expert witnesses, investigators, and the best defense attorneys in the U.S. Yearly plans range from $99 for a single membership to $150 for a dual membership, and special plans are available for law enforcement and military. Members are required to have a valid concealed carry permit and must maintain their permit. Visit ccwsafe.com today. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino and Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Hey folks, Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. Check us out on our Facebook page, Firing Line Radio Show. FiringLineRadio.com. Get the podcast there, uh, which is important. You can start going to the website because who knows what the heck Facebook's going to do with the gun stop. They're yeah, coming after us, that's they for are. sure. It's, you just heard Seth Caps. We just did the last segment with him. Seth Caps is the uh, uh, man of many talents, wears many, many hats. Uh, he's here with Accuracy Solutions. And Accuracy Solutions are the inventors of the Bipod EXT. Bipod EXT is an extension of a bipod. We just talked about the math that's involved, about how to mathematically reduce your chances of a miss by 67%. Right. Right? It's almost 70%. It drops it down. So the, the key to what's going on there is you're reducing the effect of any biological input at the toe of the rifle and the effect of it at the muzzle. So... You're, you're taking that wiggle room out. And, and like I just said, a one-eighth, a one-eighth movement from your shoulder at the time of firing. Correct. At 1,000 yards, obviously it's less at, at shorter ranges, but at 1,000 yards is nearly a five-foot differential in the vertical stringing of the shot. Correct. That's huge. It's huge. It, it, I mean, it's, you know... That's the difference it's in a hit and miss. Feet. Yeah, it's five feet. I mean, like we said, you know, aim in center mass. You're, you're not talking about, you know, going just over the guy's shoulder. You're talking about hitting the sign above him, you know. You're, you're, three, you're three feet over the top of your, your target if you're, if you're aiming center mass. Or you're in the dirt, you know. You don't even get a toe. <laughs> but, but when you can reduce that biological input, because, you know, Phil, rifles generally work the way that they're supposed to. Nine times out of ten, we're the ones that screw it up. You're singing my song. I think every episode <laughs> I've talked about long-range shooting, it always comes back to you always have to make sure you tighten up the nut at the end of the stock. Exactly, because you know? that's that's where the error comes from. 
what we've tried to do is just take away some of that human error. I mean, I, I do. I'm just as guilty of it as everyone else. But being able to take advantage of the science behind it just by extending the resting point where you're setting your rifle and you reduce that that idiot on the end of the sticks input by almost 70 percent i mean we're not we're not talking about gaining a small advantage you're talking about almost being able to get rid of it now i you know physically in in science the only way you'd be able to get rid of it completely obviously is if you put your bipod at the target that's not going to happen but we're getting as close as we can Practically. Now, how effective has this been in the field? Oh, man. So, uh, well, just recently, uh, we had a couple of guys that were uh, shooters for Ritter and Stark. And uh, they competed in the world record shoot this Sunday, which was hosted just before SHOT Show. A lot of the king of the two-mile guys out there. So, extreme long-range shooting. And uh, Tell them about the course of fire. Okay, so the course of fire, if, if I understand correctly, they, they were given the opportunity to shoot at uh, 1,500 yards. Um, no but siders. Each, no siders. And then they had to move directly on a cold bore. They had to wait a certain amount of time uh, that was stipulated so that they were shooting on a cold bore at 1,768 yards. And they had to hit to move on from there. So uh, I think only about eight shooters moved on to the second target, and I think they only had six total hit the uh, second target there, just about two thousand yards. Oh yeah, a seal walks by, and we all we all drop our jaws. He, he, he's a beast of a man, that's for sure. Charlie, Charlie Melton, Melton just walked by, guys. Beyond just a few minutes here. And uh, so what Charlie can do with the rifle is just ridiculous. But um, these guys, you know, us mortals that go out and shoot. So we had a couple of Ritter and Start shooters that uh, used our Bipod X system and uh, paired it up with the new AccuTac Bipod that's coming out this year, which uh, this last year we actually became a distributor for AccuTac. But they paired that with uh, some of the new AccuTac Bipods and were one of the few shooters to actually get a first-round impact at 1,768 yards during that world record shoot this Sunday. So the field results that have been coming back have just been phenomenal. Now, just like anything else in the shooting world, when there's something new, we've done the same thing in shooting rifles for a 1,000 years. It's really hard to grasp a new concept when you have something that works, even though it just kind of works. You know what? That's true. The the shooting community, I'm sorry, guys, but these are facts. You have to face them. They're sticks in the mud. Oh, yeah. You know, hey, man. All you need is 308. Well, I just need a 3030. You know, it's like, well, if a guy wants to create something else, let him. Let's see what it, let's see where it goes. Let's be right. a little inventive on this, right? So, coming from there, the uh, the actual feedback that we've been getting, you know, we're getting we're getting quite a lot of pushback from the competition guys who who like to do things a certain way. And then you also get those guys who uh, come from a different environment. So the, the best feedback we get are from the military guys. Uh, those guys that are out there doing this for a living, military and law enforcement guys have just fallen in love with what we're doing right from the get-go because they're getting the opportunity as law enforcement snipers to engage in overwatch uh, positions and things like that. And uh, on the edge of a roof or, or in a building, in a room, by a window, and, and they're actually able to extend the resting point of their bipod out. But what that allows them to do is take two steps back and get out of the line of fire. So they're gaining cover and concealment and still maintaining their precision and accuracy for what they need to do on target in any environment. Um, 
with by extending the resting point in their bipod. So let's why don't you describe since we're on radio and you can't see what I'm holding right. here. Why don't you describe exactly what this is? What's required on the rifle for it to, to be used? So all you have to have on the rifle is a six inch Picatinny slot rip. Which could be if you have a, if you're shooting on an AR-15, yep. if you have a quad rail, that'd be fine. On a if you've quad got rail, a hunting or a target rifle, you can put one of these on the bottom. Yeah. So one of the things that we started to do. So that's the first question we always get. Will this work on my rifle? The answer right now is most likely. Um, I know there's a lot of rifles out there, and there's thousands of different configurations. So what we offer right now is in the package that you get when you order Attack Two or Attack Three, you're going to get an M-lock rail. You're going to get a key mod rail. You're going to get a standard flat rail Picatinny that can go on, say, like a uh, McMillan A4 style stock that's got a flat, flat four in. And then you're also going to get our tilted rail, which comes in a, uh, a rigid polymer that allows you to sand the top side of that down, and it looks like a little wedge. And what that does is it goes on tapered four ends. Don't sand the rail side down. No, 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 no. <laughs> But it comes with a, on tapered forehands, it, it gives you the ability to have the Bipod X mounted parallel to your barrel. Exactly. Which is what you're going for. It's going to give you the most rigidity, and, and that's actually going to extend your accuracy. So, so what you've got is two cylinders, right? Uh, three. So the... We've got two different models on the tactical line. One of them comes with a single extension. So the base tube that the mount is on, uh, which is tapped with a clamp at the end that holds the extensions, uh, is a 40 millimeter outside diameter uh, piece of American-made carbon fiber. All right, that's going to lock into a solid bedded mount, unimount, that's a three ring system. So the top mount of this where it actually connects to the carbon fiber, this is a solid piece of aluminum all the way on the top. So you have a solid point of contact from here all the way to the end of this mount. So there's no point in the mount where you can get any, any kind flex. of pivot, any kind of flex, exactly. And then this is all made in T6 aluminum, which does come in under the mill spec if that's a designation that you have to follow. And then that transfers to a clamp right at the front of the base which houses uh, two American-made carbon fiber tube extensions that allow you to extend this uh, out as far as we can get it, which, again, gets you about 52 inches from the toe of most rifles. And you really don't want to go too much farther out in front of your barrel or you're going to be destroying the muzzle blast. Well, actually, uh, funny you say that, no. Um, you would think that, typically, but we've run these on... Uh, carbine rifles with 16-inch barrels, and we've run the, the big uh, TAC-3 models that'll get us way out. We've been nearly a foot out in front of muzzles, really? and, and we ne haven't run into anything because, honestly, with the way these are made and with the carbon fiber, uh, the blast and the pressure is actually being absorbed into this system as opposed to the rifle. So one of the happy side effects we found is that it helps mitigate recoil. Well, imagine that because you've got weight on the front end, too. Yeah. So you're adding some weight to your rifle system. So this is for the tactical series. Correct. You have one that's more for the sporter side? We do. So a um, little later this year, so the tactical series is going to be available in February. Um, around April, we're going to be releasing what's called our Marksman line. We're going to have our uh, MK1 and our MK2. And what those are going to come with are the smaller of those is going to be a 35 
OD base two as opposed to a forty. And well, you can't the, shoot my grenades. Exactly. Oh man. <laughs> so and then those are both going to come with only a single extension. So we found because the marksman line uh, is made with polymer hardware to help reduce weight for the sportsmen that are going to be yeah. out in the field. That's awesome. So how do we find these? AccuracySolutions.com is where you go to find them, and you can Santa find us Ana, on Santa Ana, California. Santa Ana, California. Um, Instagram. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're on all the socials. Come and check us out. Just uh, pop up Accuracy and Solutions. And you can see them in person at the Rex Review Seminar February 17th and 18th and a shooting day at Avenal in March. Correct. Seth, thank you for your time. No problem. Thanks for having us, man. When you have to shoot, shoot. Don't talk. The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range, CCW Safe, Moppin Financial Advisors, Cutting Edge Bullets, Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, and Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.